and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 222. If we were superstitious or people that believed in Zodiacs or whatever the fuck that group of people's called, this would be some type of lucky episode, I think, or something. But yes, welcome to 200 episode 222. It's just the gruesome twosome this week, just me and Henry, a.k.a. Nomad Har, a.k.a. Kraken Zero. Alex is out. There are no Shadow Realm jokes. There will never be more Shadow Realm jokes. He's out because I ended the Shadow Realm. There will no be there will be no more jokes about that. Alex, do you hear me? When you come back next week, have a new joke about where you've been. I'm okay with time travel. Like I'll, I'll, there's been some stuff this week that make way better context than the Shadow Realm. But yes, I'll, I'll, I'm also Nordic. So did you did you banish the Shadow Realm to the Shadow Realm? I installed a very bright light in the Shadow Realm, so now it's kind of the realm of grayish twilight. I think my big beef with the Shadow Realm is also no more complicated than like it's like in the original in the original manga and anime, it's not the Shadow Realm, it's something that actually makes more sense than just Shadow Realm. No, it's just realm. dead. Yeah, like no, it's, in the manga is just they're dead. It's like hell, yeah. Like but like because it's the CW or WB kids, whatever the fuck that's called at this point, it was like, no, it's the Shadow Realm, and I'm like, no, Yugi murders people. Please just keep this in there. It's what makes the character insane. No, it's yeah. the Shadow Realm. So it's hell. No, nope. it's the Shadow Realm. Nope, nope. They're they're dead. They're super yeah. dead. Like part of your soul really was ripped out. Well, it's kind of like in well this. In Voltron, the original yeah. Voltron that was brought over to the U.S., it's like, like one of the main pilots straight up dies very early on. That's why the princess took over one of the one of one of the lions, and but he's he's dead. Yeah, but like they're like in the episode, they're like, and he got better later on, but just isn't piloting the mech anymore. Yep. Yep. To go on a real <laughs> weird tangent, I I remember like I think it's like I, I want to say it's like uh, Power Rangers Galaxies or something where they actually had like a Power Ranger finally die on screen in a kids show, and as a kid I was like, yeah, fucking finally, like we're addressing one of the most important parts of the show, which is that like eventually they're going to die, right? Like this is insane that no one's died yet, and that became a whole story arc of like finding her replacement and stuff, and they got a better pink ranger out of it and all that jazz. But like I I, I remember it being weirdly impactful as a youngling that was like, holy shit, someone just died in a TV show I watched that like has stakes that totally make sense that death would occur in. Like Sesame Street doesn't need to be gritty, but, like, a show about cyber ninjas, essentially, there should be some death in that. Not, like, constant grimgore kind of stuff, but, like... It's like, it's, it, yeah. this is a thing that should happen sometimes, probably, yeah. if you're, like, with the stakes are this high, you know, otherwise it's, like, if there's no danger... Yeah. Then there's no drama. Well, and like I, I think no, everybody's if everybody's just protected by plot armor, then there's just no drama whatsoever. It's like, yeah, they're all gonna live. Well, and like even beyond that, like and like to make a real weird comparison, I, I think like the whole blood thing is important to wrestling because at least conveys a sense of danger. And wrestling is yeah. perpetually at odds with the fact that like, yes, it is dangerous, but the people that do it are highly skilled, like, choreographers and actors to a certain extent, but also 
if you do this shit in your backyard, you will fuck yourself up for life potentially kind of thing. Like it's Yeah, if you don't when know they how say, to do it correctly. Yeah. yeah. When they say like don't any do this of the at moves. home, they mean it. Yeah. Well it's like even as a very, very young kid, I realized pretty immediately that there is there's it this is stunt work. Because I'm yeah. like, if you did a net neck breaker for real, you would break somebody's neck. Hence like the they'd name. just be dead. Yes. They would just be dead. Yeah. Like there's a, so I was like, yeah, I know what it is, but I like it for what it is. I just yeah, realized I, what it was. I guess that's one of the reasons I I've, I've still appreciated kind of pro wrestling my entire life. I realized very very early on as a very young child that of what it actually is. Yeah. yeah, to to give some sense of danger, it's like sometimes you have to show some blood. It's like to make make it seem like there's more at stake. Yeah. I and this may be kind of like a weird thing to bring up. Like did someone paralyze themselves or kill themselves like where you grew up doing a wrestling thing or a Power Rangers thing? Like that was a thing I remember being a very specific moment in my childhood where like someone very seriously hospitalized themselves doing something from like they saw on TV and that was the oh shit yeah stunt work is different like don't do that shit I don't remember I mean, people. I don't remember any big news about it, but I mean, it's just been a thing that people. Oh, the, doing this was the big backyard news stunts. I, I, yeah, I had a friend of a friend's like younger brother like really fuck their day up doing something, and it was like and it was one of those ones where like we all knew exactly what happened. We're like, oh, yeah, he did the thing that was on TV last night. We're all like, oh shit, he's in the hospital, like with multiple broken ribs and like a fractured skull. Fuck, didn't think that was possible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember that, but I yeah, I like I said, I just I just knew it. Just watching I was like, if they did this stuff for a super real, everybody would be dead. Yeah. There'd be no pro wrestlers. It would be deathmatch. Yep. <laughs> now you bring that up. That's a whole other thing I would probably watch, but for the wrong reasons. But yes, uh, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. Um Yes. Where we will about talk video about video games. Eventually. We're definitely going to talk. <laughs> Eventually we get to the video games. After uh, deep diving psychological breakdowns of the inherent dangers, but also why you need the blood in the wrestling to keep the children from doing the wrestling. <laughs> oh, God. So, yes. what did you get up to? What did you get up to this week? I, I have not been doing much, honestly. Like, I, I stared at Genshin Impact a little bit and went, I don't mm. think this game is for me. Also, like, I'm not sure how I feel socially about playing this game. Like, I got into that game because of a news article we'll talk about later that, like, finally put it on my radar of, like, it's, like, oh, it's the next top thing, cool, whatever, people are happy. And then it was like, yo, censorship! And it was the, okay, what the fuck is this game? I have to know. It's It's... It's Breath of the Wild JRPG. I don't like Breath of the Wild, so this isn't quite as bad. Like it, that that witch character's real cool. The gotcha mechanics are definitely there, but not terrible. I, I don't know. It's it's fine. It's not a game I'm going to spend a lot of time playing when I have Elite Dangerous out there and uh, Destiny Two's doing like I, I spent more time with Festival of the Lost. Uh, it's my favorite of the Halloween holiday events it's the halloween one i think they do the best job with it i it's fun yeah i i really enjoy the um 
uh, Haunted Infinite Forest for whatever reason. Like the, the the capped timer this year, I think, is a really good thing on that part. Yeah, uh, that's super cool. Like if you're just good, you can pull it off almost before the timer even goes out. Yeah. Like I did it the first time I did it. It's like we got through it, and there we. We had a minute left or something, like, for the last, uh, I think it's seven that you have to go through? Uh, you, uh, it's, you can get through as many as you... Uh, the exact number you go through doesn't matter. The issue, it used to be that you used to be able to go infinitely, and once you started failing, then a, count, and then a kind of countdown timer started. I think tapping, uh, capping it totally at 15 minutes this year is a really smart choice, because... Occasionally, you'd, fi- you'd find yourself in groups that, for whatever reason, you'd get like to the half hour mark, and you were just at five, and you're like, "Fuck, this has been a waste of time." Mm. Yeah, but yeah, we yeah we. I mean, first time I ran through it, I blew through. We blew through seven runs of it. Yeah. Oh, it's not hard. And... It's yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I as much as annoying as I find them, the one hit kill guys in there, I think are a fun little add on. Yeah, I don't. That's in yeah, I don't mind that. You just have to get a move on. Yep. It's always kind of and fun if when they get like, stuck at a gate, like Michael Myers style, just like standing there, <laughs> like, "Ha ha, I'm outside of your zone," and they're just like, "I'll get your next plate." And you're like, "Not you, but one of your friends." However, I did manage to fall into the pit at the very end, but there yeah. is a way out of it. I mean, that, I thought that was kind of cool, to be honest. Oh yeah, no, the, the... where if you just just like. Miss a jump, I end up in the pit, and the one-hit kill guy is down yep. there. It's like, so... And, but, but it's like, there's a way out. There's like a little tunnel, and you can get out and still get the yeah. items and stuff. So it's not like a it's not like a permanent, you, you went through all of this, ha-ha, you lose. Yeah, you still get your candy. But, Literally, you get your candy yeah. still. You, get all, you can still get it back out, all the way back up there to where Rael's got to, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's not... But I like the... There's a lot of nice little touches to it. The yeah. Fawned Forest is fun. I like yeah. battling through it. The dark. Um, it's... It, the, you know, it all being kind of in the darkness is cool. It adds yeah. a little bit of, you know... Uh, you know, I, I think a little added drama to it. Is you... It is... Alright, so it is very much like... I, we were talking about this before we started the, the thing, but... Before we started the recording, but... It is you make a shadow like realm tree... joke. I will end this podcast right here and it now. It is like the it is like the tree of possibilities, or yeah. you know that you know it's you're, it is the yeah. I mean, it's very has all the bare bones of oh, yeah, an no, existing it, it is level. Technically on Mercury, and it's technically the infinite forest. The issue, like yeah, the, the general kind of community consensus on that thing is that it's the better version of the infinite forest. It's the infinite forest we mm-hmm. always wanted, and. Hey, wouldn't it have been super cool if this is how the Infinite Forest worked, as opposed to a kind of weird, finite, useless, endless thing? Yeah, but yeah, I like I like the timing thing of it because it does like you just have to you know how many times can you, can you make it through this thing? And yeah, uh, yeah that was fun. Yeah, yeah, honestly, and the fact that to do all of these stuff, you don't have to wear like a full set of crappy armor. Just Hell, you're one supposed thing. to wear a mask, which drops your score pretty low. Well, the mask, yeah, but I mean, the mask isn't that bad. Yeah, like it's not the. It's, it's not, not like having to wear a full set of armor that sucks. Yeah, yeah. 
and the masks are fun. Like I, I always enjoy how they're that, that weird paper craft style thing where like it could be a perfect version of the character's face, or whatever. But no, like they put like little tape marks and bullshit on there to be like, yes, this is a silly thing we're doing. Um, I, I will forever remain angry that Ghost Ghost is not back yet. Like every year we get to the Festival of the Lost and the Ghost Ghost does not return. It's always a sad moment, but mm. I'm I'm using the big dumb traveler mask. It just makes it look like fogged up Mysterio. Wait, and you, I think it's. Are you not familiar with Ghost Ghost? Um. Well, you you're talking about another skin for the ghost, right? Yes, it is a is the is the skin for the ghost wearing a ghost sheet. It's the fucking yeah. funny with like full. Uh, what's the word up? Um, like fabric mechanics on the ghost sheet. So like when it comes out in, like, tense cutscenes. It was mostly for the meme in the first game, where there's a point in the game where the ghost goes, actually, I'm a ghost, and kind of emerges from behind you. So you could put it in this shell, and this character would be talking, and it would come out and be like, actually, I'm a ghost, and it was a ghost dressed as a ghost. And it, it maybe yeah, you had to be there kind of thing, but, like, it's everyone who was aware of Ghost Ghost to this day is still going, why is this a thing in the game? It's the best dumb thing Bungie's ever done in Destiny. Yeah, as far as I can tell, it's not among the stuff nope. that you can get from the chests. Like I, because you can right click on the keys, and it'll show you literally anything you could possibly get from the chests. Baja Ghost is the new best ghost. It's no Ghost Ghost. I don't remember. Is the it's got the straw? Uh, I, was, I was considering getting like uh, with the. I was considering buying the witch's broom. Is that possible just from a chest drop? I don't know. I don't think that's a chest droppy thing. I think that's a bright dust or silver thing. Yeah, I think okay, the old I think, st- yeah. So I think all right, so that that kind of does. I'm going to have to buy it. <laughs> I'm just going to have to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's 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 cool. I like that. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's a fan, it's a fantastic dumb thing of I'm a space warrior riding a broom. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Harry festival. Potter. Yeah, festival of the lost is the awkward <laughs> moment every year where Destiny is really silly, and I, like, in a grim way, it's really silly for this entire thing, but also, like, some of the best stuff in the game shows up, like broom sparrows and witch hats for your ghost, and, like, putting on the drifter mask and stuff like that, and then playing Gambit, because fuck you, (laughs) I play by my own rules. Yeah, it's, I love Festival of the Lost, like, it always, it's, it's always around for a little bit longer than I want it to be, but at the same time, it's kind of a, eh. Well, for me, being a person where my favorite holiday of the year is Halloween, and yeah. always will be, it always has been, I like, I just, I really dig any sort of Halloween anything in any of the, like, any game I'm playing, any of the events like that. Like, Terra has yeah. a really cool one. I'm currently going to be, uh, I haven't yet, but I need to go in and check out uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 with their Halloween thing is like because I'm sure it's already started by just having that showed up on. on Steam the other day and I like I, I should have redownloaded it like I, I I keep meaning to go back to that game and I keep forgetting it's out there with everything else I'm playing at this point like I'm stuck in this I wonder if I cycle. do I have to get a second account if I do I it on Steam I think it's the same account but I do not know I'd assume I, it's the same I, account. Well, I think the way I signed up with the Fantasy Star Online too is it just worked with my Xbox Live account. Well, yeah, like I, in like the uh, um, Xbox or 
uh, Gears of War Five, I think, is on Steam as well. But you're playing against the Microsoft people as well. I'm not sure if the crossplay part works. I don't know. I, again, like this is something I should have looked into before I brought this up. Like it's it pops up whenever I open Steam. It's like, hi, you bought Fancy Store online? I'm like, you'd be right. And I should install you. Yeah, the Windows Store is toxic. The Windows Store and the install from the Windows Store sucks. Yep. It's so bad. Yep. The way Windows Store does everything is terrible. Holy crap. Yeah, and but yeah, I I I've seen the same thing and I've been like tempted to try it, but I'm like Yeah. But only if my character transfers. If my I can't imagine a transfer, reason it wouldn't, but that. also I could imagine a million reasons it wouldn't, but I will maybe have an answer for that next week. Like I I'm fucking downloading Microsoft Flight Simulator right now as we speak, so life is a nightmare and there's no escaping from it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a week of me trying weird stuff in video games for no reason, as best I can tell. Except like my wife, uh, Jeff, my wife Jen was like, "Have you played Microsoft Flight Simulator?" I'm like, "No, why do you care?" And it was the, "Can you get Microsoft Flight Simulator if it's not expensive?" And I'm like, "It is expensive, but Game Pass is a dollar for the first month, and it's on there, so we're gonna play that." She wants to try landing in LAX. I think that's going to be all our involvement with that game, is landing in LAX and being like, okay, deuces, we're out. We're nowhere near as cool as spaceship simulators. Yep. Now, probably the biggest thing this week for me, though, is uh, the second season of The Boys has come to an end, and I really like the first season of that show. I think it's a fantastic first season of a show. The second season of that show is... Everything I like about the first season turned up to what I thought was 11, but was actually only like a 7 previously. I, the adaptation of that thing from comics to what it has become as a show is just masterful. The second season was kind of... It's the prime example of, hey, we have this concept that's going to be a little bit hard for people to get into necessarily, so we're going to play it a little bit safe with the first season. And then the second season, once people get what this show is kind of vaguely about, we're going to go fucking nuts with things and just do some shit that, like, is what the show was always supposed to be, but we couldn't necessarily, like, get right into from the jump because it might be a little bit much coming from the Marvel Universe, the DC Universe, to the Boysiverse. And, yeah, it, it ends just unbelievably strongly like that. And uh, Lovecraft County are two of my favorite shows just from a... They have something very obvious to say, and they don't care if, like, you're uncomfortable with how they say it. They're saying it their way, so you feel uncomfortable about how they're saying it kind of thing. Like, I... Yeah, I, uh... See, I, I've I've heard some different things about it, but I... For, for what I know about it, I haven't watched the second season yet, but I know a little bit about it. thing is, I've also read the comic book, yeah. so I'm familiar with the comic book, but it's like, I also know... They have to update it, because the comic yeah. book was in 2005, 2006. Uh, that's, that's, that's like 15 years ago. So it's going to be dated. References no, are going to and- be dated. Things that they tried to you know, put it in the time are going to be dated now. For instance, social media didn't exist the way it does now in 2005 Yeah, and, and, and that's And that's, I think, the most impressive part of the show is its ability to maintain that kind of nihilistic darkness that the boys is known for, but update it to like, I I know I've talked about Stormfront several times as part of this season, but the work they did with that character specifically to address kind of 
what the modern... Things that are going on now. Yeah. Like, Things it's, that are going on right now. Yeah, it, it is, is a show that, like, it's it's impossible to make a show this timely intentionally. It kind of speaks to just the talent of writing on this show and how willing they are to just lean into exactly what's going on right now. Like, the way it's handled social media, kind of, like, the breakdown of certain things, the way it kind of handles just, like, the, the final episode, I'm not unique in sense, everyone's been kind of talking about this, like, the final episode of this season basically just flat out says if Batman was actually ha- trying to help people, he wouldn't be Batman. Like, it, the show at no point yeah. is willing to, like, let you remember, like, it's, it's not afraid to basically say everything you like about your favorite superheroes does not work in the real world. Batman is arguably more of a monster if he, because he doesn't kill people. Like, Billy Butcher, who's aware of the fact he's a scum, he's he's a terrible person because he has no issues killing people. At one point, does the thing Batman won't do, which is, you know what? My revenge fetish can take a backseat to doing the right thing for fifteen fucking seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's it ends on a bang, literally and figuratively. It's they they've been doing the fantastic slow burn of Stormfront Nazi kind of coming back to her in the ass and oh god does it bite her in the ass in just a beautiful way by the end like it's they've both taken one of the most important characters from the comic and made him now her because they gender swapped it into a better character across the board and like it's one of those things where like you could always criticize the original boys for being a little bit kind of one note nihilistic kind of blunt about how it went about things the show is much better in that case like it's it's got some nuance to it like it's it's crazy. I think but, yeah. he, I think the actor that plays Homelander is knocking it out of the park. Oh, everyone's knocking it out of with the park. With, there's yeah, it's well, yeah, yeah, I mean the whole cast, but I mean Homelander's a hard one because yeah. he's like the way he was raised is just so so messed up. Well and I, so and this season So he ha- has to be this weirdly broken character. Like no, and, and uh, that's just descending more and more into No, madness. and what this season has done is they've given him moments where and like it's why I, I I personally think it's one of the hardest things for an actor to do, especially if you are like as best I can tell based on like every interview like about the boys and ca- with the cast is them talking about like how f- weird it is doing Homelander scenes because the actor that plays him is this like genuinely nice, thoughtful, wonderful human being who just kind of puts on the Homelander suit and you're like I'm afraid to be in the same room as him now. Why? Well, he's being yeah. him as a human being, but like just how much of a tonal shift it is as him as a person when he's acting, it is off-putting kind of thing. Like it's apparently like just <laughs> a, it's a presence type of thing and the guy has just shown how good an actor he is where they've given him the hardest thing which is like okay, you have this like not outwardly terrible character but truly at its core terrible character having moments where he is a human again kind of thing. We're like, I'm not going to go into spoilers, but he has moments where, like, the the, the good person Homelander really won't always wanted to be is in there. It's just buried under the Homelander that flies up onto the Chrysler building and jerks off facing New York City screaming, I can do whatever the fuck I want, I'm a superhero kind of thing. Like, it's... It, yeah. It, everyone on that show is just kind of fucking nailing it. The woman that plays Kimiko, despite being a character with literally no lines just actively steals scenes constantly with her, like, this presence of kind of character in it, the whole, like, yeah. additional, like, 
in kind of updating the character so much, she still is a mute character, but they've given her this kind of crazy awesome sign language thing that one of the characters is engaging with her to learn, and it gives like it gives her a voice in a totally different way, and also it's a mute woman tearing people in half with her fingers. Like Kimiko like continues yep. to be one of the best like silent characters ever on a show that like has scenes where she has like long monologues and stuff, and you're like, why aren't more shows doing this with like deaf or blind characters? You can have these fantastic versions that like play that. Yes, they have a different kind of disability of something, but they don't, it doesn't matter. It's part of who the character is, and you still kind of give them a presence in the show because they're good characters at the end of the day. Like, the work they've done on Frenchie, the updates to Mother's Milk, like, again, like, it's all in how they rework these characters that makes the modernization yeah. just kind of the... It's a fantastic ensemble because of that. Like, uh, Queen Maeve's kind of yeah. lesbian subplot has been well done, and, and the kind of things it has to say about kind of how most mainstream media treats the LGBTQ community when that stuff were just like, yep. and it's weirder you have fucking Stormfront delivering those lines too, where it's like, oh God, she fucking gets why people might be pissed off about how they're represented, but she's saying it for all the fucking wrong reasons. And that's worse. This is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, nail meat hammer. It's yeah. like, it's just like hits it. Hits it right. I mean, as far as I can tell, I haven't even watched second season. I've just watched a couple of previews just to see, you know, it was like, you know, uh, the introduction to Stormfront kind of yeah. preview they put out. It's just like, I'm like, this is perfect. This is yeah. literally perfect. Like, it's, and I like that. And the thing is, I've mentioned this before. I don't mind when the media is changed, when it, when it changes format, when it changes medium. Yeah. Like when a piece of you know when a comic book is turned into a TV series, it's going to be different. I mean, not only updating to be timely, but just changing the story so I'm not just reading. You know, it's just not just like translated directly from comic book to screen. There's things you can do in different mediums. No, and I, you I could, and I'm not sure like how the process like is like going. you said with the female with Kimiko. Yeah. Uh, now that she, they've decided that, hey, we can actually have her use sign language. Yeah, like, and it's. I, I'm and not so, sure how they're going about this because, like the the boys, they just announced the next season of the Expanse is coming before the end of the year, which I am just fucking hyped for because we've gotten to the point in the books where I really start loving that show, where it moves away from kind of the sci-fi aspects of us of a space opera to the civil war aspects of a space opera that are much harder to do. But that, I think that like the world they've built does it very interestingly. And I'm not sure, like, who at Amazon is doing a good job of doing this, but they're finding stories that, like, when you modernize them and, like, adapt them for a new medium, they're like, yeah, we're we're keeping the core of what this thing has to say. And, like, yes, as a fan of the boys' comics, it's still that same thing, but we're, like, we're willing to let the kind of creative teams behind these take the risks and kind of liberties they need to make it work better and work differently. Like, yes, like, the boys' TV show could have been as juvenile and perverse and, like, as this tonally dark at every single fucking point in time as the comics were. I think the comics got away with because they're comics and, like, inherently they were a tad cartoony in their visualization kind of thing. It would be too much for a TV show, so you have to have kind of fun moments of levity. Like, But you also have to have, like, you, you have to kind of keep that dark tone across the entire thing. And, like, the Tales from the Loop show they have, I think, does, like, They've just done an amazing job adapting stuff that maybe wasn't ever intended to be a TV show or was kind of a, how do you even make this into a TV show? 
into a TV show that actually works and in some ways like refines and improves upon what I liked about the previous source material. Or like, yeah, like I, as much as I love the uh, stuff for the Expanse, the books that it's based off of, those books are dense. I cannot, like, as much as I love the books, they're not for human beings. They are for like <laughs> only the hardest core space nerds out there. Where like you want to sit there and have an entire chapter written for you about the physics required to whip around a planet. And I'm like, yeah, I do want that. But also in my head, I'm like, do I want that? Why do I want twenty fucking pages on this math? I'm not going to learn from this book. Let's not get back to the space fight they're go doing. That was a cool moment. Yeah, I, it's I unbelievably impressed with the second season. I continue to be un, un, unbelievably impressed with that show. Also, December 15th, more expanse. Fuck yeah. It's a good time in media for me, for stuff I like coming back and like squeaking in under the COVID. Filming got real fucking hard to deal with deadlines, as best I can tell. On the flip side, watching COVID edition of The Great British Bake Off is fascinating because it's the first tv show i'm watching that like actively addresses that whole topic and that's been Mm. interesting to kind of watch yeah so what have you been up to like i I, it's it's, yeah i've had a pretty chill week and lots of things lots of background stuff that no one listens to this podcast necessarily cares about or is worth talking about or is appropriate to talk about here necessarily i'm i it's I didn't really get up to a whole lot new. Like, I thought about it, but I didn't end up playing any new games this week. Not really. I've just been practicing. I've been breaking in my, the arcade stick that I picked up, the Hori arcade stick that I picked up. So, practicing some fighting games like King of, still King of Fighters 2002. Which exact stick did match. you get out of curiosity? Uh, which one? Um, which stick did you get? Like, it's a Hori. Uh, oh, Real Arcade Pro 3. So it's a, yeah, it's a PS3 controller, but also, like, just works with the computer because yeah. it's USB. But yeah, it's... Hori makes good stuff, like, for a decent price, generally speaking. And I got this off, this one off of Craigslist for, like, really cheap. Like... So, yeah, I just picked it up off Craigslist, and yeah, it works perfectly. All the buttons, all the controllers, everything feels nice and nice and tight, I guess. All the all the switches and stuff seem good. And, yeah, I haven't owned an arcade stick in a while, so it takes a bit of getting used to. I use what's called the, uh, the I guess, the wine glass. Sometimes known as the wine glass grip. Where you like have your you kind of cradle it in your hand, mm-hmm. like under underneath the ball instead of on top. So you, uh, well, I was about so to ask the question: hand... Are you a ball or are you a bat guy? Uh, ball. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I I put my hand kind of underneath the ball. It is kind of between two of my fingers, huh. like, and so that's a very common grip for a lot of like. Really? Uh, so, it, so like, yeah. you, it's palm up to the bottom of the ball or palm down to the top to the top of the ball? Palm up. Palm up. I have never seen that. Under the ball. Oh, lots of people use it. I use it. I feel like it's better on my wrist. Yeah, it might be. I've, I've, on, on top. never thought to hold it that way. I do kind of the horrible, like, two fingers on top of the ball brace thing when I use one. But yeah, I use the uh, underhand grip. 
which I I also find it just easier to do a lot of the movements needed for fighting games. Part of it that's been tough is uh, getting the timing right. Like I will, in doing a motion, sometimes I'll press the buttons too fast while I'm uh, like during the motion of a move, and what it really the timing is is like just at the end of doing like the joystick motion, then you press the button. Sometimes I press the button too quickly, so there's there's timing things that I'm kind of getting used to that like are some ways easier with controller, but I like the arcade stick. I like the feel of the arcade sticks, but yeah, it does take some practice to get used to them again. If you haven't oh, really, definitely. if you don't really, so are, use are them. you a concave or a convex fan when you're coming to your arcade buttons? It doesn't matter. These are oh, uh, convex. Uh, these are convex buttons. I like concave so I can put my fingers inside of like at the low point. Yeah, I yeah. also have the bad habit of my stuff. Like my hand rests on the buttons. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, when you have, like, you know, lots of buttons that you need to press, especially if you're playing a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, where Mortal Kombat, you need at least six buttons, same for Street Fighter and uh, other other games, you can't just rest your hands, your fingers on the buttons. You're going to be switching between them. Even King of Fighters, like, you're going to want to use, like, even though there's, like, only two punch and two kick buttons... There are other buttons that are mapped to combinations of buttons that you're going to want to use as well that make it a lot easier. So, yeah. Um, if you're sitting that's... there going, what the fuck are they talking about? Go look this up. There's a whole, like, subculture of the correct way to hold, like, and place your hand when it comes to arcade sticks and stuff like that. Like, it's a, it's an art form unto itself. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Yeah, I kind of float my hand over the buttons and then yeah I use the underhand grip for the wine glass grip for the joystick. But yeah, I I don't think there's a right or wrong way. You just have to figure out what feels right to you or what feels kind of good to you. Oh no, the and way I hold is... one is totally wrong. Like I fully admit to that. Like it's it's for nightmare people <laughs> that grew up play. It's it, it's the hey, there's a ball grip on this cuz I didn't have a bat, so I'm going to hold it like a um I would the bat stick. Like it, it's I actively hold arcade sticks like a fucking nightmare person. I'm aware of this fact. <laughs> They're not uh, meant to be load bearing the way I inti- the way I place my hands on them, kind of thing. But yeah, the it is. I and I think all honestly, I think I, the, it, if I you know some of the buttons or like the joystick starts to go out on this, I think it'd be fairly easy to replace them too. Yeah, I got sights. So that's good. But Hori makes good products yeah. for a reasonable price. Well, like it's it's pretty high quality for relatively cheap well, prices. Getting it to the base is super simple too, which is arguably more important because things will break and you will have to make repairs to it eventually. Yeah. But yeah, getting used to that, trying to practice with King of Fighters and them's fighting herds. And yeah, games like that. So yeah. But outside of that, been not really watching anything new, just watching what I've been watching. There's a basically just a couple of different series, mainly Gintama. I'm still making my way through that slowly, but trying out some other stuff every so often. But yeah, uh, because some of the other series that I've been watching have kind of come to a close, or at least the seasons come to a close, and 
But Gintama has like you know, like I mentioned before, like almost four hundred episodes. So yeah, I I've got a ways to go there. Yeah. Uh and yeah, I can but yeah, I I am blowing through them pretty quickly. I so. You you speak enough Japanese. When you watch anime, do you watch it? I'm um, like, do you even turn on subtitles? I'm assuming you watch it in Japanese at that point. Well, they just basically have subtitles kind of built there. into Crunchyroll. But yeah, I generally don't look at the subtitles yeah. very often unless it's just something so esoteric or just out of my vocabulary that I have to yeah, check it, it out. The great moment in English said. for me would be like when I'd be like, "What the fuck did you just say? Oh, do you not the word? No, no, I don't." Yeah. So, but yeah, no, mostly I just, yeah, I don't really read the subtitles. No, it's a, it just occurred to me, I'm like, oh, like, right, he actually speaks Japanese, he might not even, like, need the subtitles, necessarily. He could do the thing yeah. I want to do, which is watching stuff while you're doing other things, because he can just hear the words and not need to read the subs. <laughs> That's the dream. News? Sure. We shall go into news, then. Yep. All right. No Alex to give us sound effects. We're going to start this one <laughs> off hot with just the... We have a full-on console war on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Xbox <laughs> tweeted and then deleted who just the sickest of burns at PS5. Uh, they've backed down the cowards um, in these hard <laughs> times. It's nice to be able to see that we can get a real-blown console war, that people still have that level of just dumb in them, so... What was this at? What was this about? You ask. Well, it was about the fact the PS5 has, at least in my opinion, actually a pretty cool stand solution. And Xbox's tweet was how to switch an Xbox Series X from vertical to horizontal. You just turn it. You don't need a five-minute YouTube video of someone making adjustments. But also, the PS5 stands a work of beauty and kind of integrated engineering. So jokes on you, Xbox. But yeah, console wars upon us to the streets. I, I I don't know. I just enjoy that in this in these complicated times we can have this moment. The moment that should be leading up to a console release doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things, but the tribalism is real. So real. But on to actual news at that point. Um a couple updates about some things we've talked about in the past. Uh Crucible. Remember Crucible, that game I thought was trash? Well, Apparently Amazon thinks it's trash too because its development <laughs> is officially shutting down. It's famous for being one of the few games that went from beta to open release to back to beta and now it's unmade itself into no longer existing, so yeah, that's probably a smart move on their part. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I can't think of a reason you'd want to keep putting money into that game hypothetically. I'm sorry for all those people that Maybe out of work because of that, but also your game was trash, and not knowing that when that thing went out, I think is impossible. But yeah, don't know. Moving on from that, we have a less impactful but just as meaningful Epic and Apple ongoing slug out update, I suppose. Um, it appears it may be fully kicking into gear in May 2021. So. Not soon, but not as far out as I thought it might be at the rate we've been going. I also was half expecting so, someone to drive like a flaming car into someone's offices by now, too, just given how this thing's been progressing pace-wise, so, yeah. The other, I think the other part of that that's kind of important to to say is that 
Apparently, it will be a bench trial, so there will not be a jury yeah. trial. So that's that's the I think the other half that's kind of important because we kind of talked about that too. No, and I the, I think yeah. like we talked about previously, everyone's aware that in kind of a trials of public appeal, I guess I'm not I'm not sure what the right phrase in this instance is like. Apple has a public presence, and the it has even its own tribalistic kind of tech cultures around it kind of thing. And I think just having a jury trial of that, both with Apple's goods and bads, like, imagine if you somehow wound up with an entire jury of, like, the Android, either phobic or, like, hardcore judging an Apple thing. It just wouldn't be a fair trial in any way, shape, or form at that point, like, just because it's... You're sticking it to the man at that point, or vice versa. I don't know. I... Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of like trying to find a group of people that, with a neutral impression on Nintendo. No one's like, "Oh yeah, Nintendo, that video game company." Either it's I would fucking die for Zelda, or it's people like me going, "I'm still mad about the Wii." Yeah. I guess we're kind of on this topic, and it's. Hopefully I'll kind of manage to link these two back because it is an important link to make. Microsoft got out there and announced they're going to do a browser version of their Game Pass service for their like uh, for their streaming thing. Why is this important? It bypasses iOS's rules that would prevent it from being an on-device uh, app at that point, um, which I think is fucking brilliant and a fantastic kind of middle finger at this. But they got out there and were very kind of upfront about how we're making this happen. Like, well, there's not a chance in hell we're leaving the iOS crowd out of being able to use their Xbox stuff on the go as they see fit. Um, I think this increasingly puts Apple into an interesting situation where, yeah, a browser version of uh, Fortnite that could yeah. be dangerous. <laughs> yep. Well, the thing is, we've already seen that, and I've and I've you know I talked about it when I was using it was you know with a uh, Stadia. Like, the browser version of Stadia is actually the most functional yeah, version. Yeah, the, the browser version of Stadia is the only, as far as I know, PC version of Stadia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's a thing that can be done, and very well. So, and this is Microsoft, and they have enough engineers where they could make something similar to Stadia, basically... That just runs on a browser. Hell, I think and, Ubisoft already yeah, has that. Yeah, that gets around the Apple Store, like you said. Yeah. It gets around the Apple Stores, like the you know Epic's battle with Apple is. I think Epic. I think you're right. Epic might also be like, hmm, we'll just put Fortnite, uh, Fortnite in a browser. Too bad. Yeah, I, actually, that'd be an amazing move on their part. I'm not sure how that would work necessarily, mm. but I, I think a lot of these games like this thinking about how to do a browser-based version of it is not inherently a bad idea or, like, a browser-based service at a minimum. Like, I... I yeah, I... Well, and I, I think... It, and this is kind of where it gets interesting on that topic, too, where once you go browser and you're busy pushing, like, hey, it doesn't matter how good your iPhone or your iPad is at that point. So long as it still has a browser that keeps itself up-to-date enough it works with, like, most websites, hey... You can use this because we already have Bluetooth connectivity for our controllers to your device. At that one, I, I, I call it a screen, but it's more than that. Like I, 
it really actually potentially opens up a weird conversation of what doesn't this run on anymore? Because like it, I'm not saying the Apple fan base just like updates their stuff to play games, but if you can have a game play on a just like by modern standards junk level of iPad or something, you don't necessarily have to update all that frequently anymore. You know, like kind of a, from an indie standpoint, they keep getting fucked over by kind of weird iOS changes or like the stuff being outdated. That's maybe a way mm-hmm. to go in a like long term kind of approach. Yep, the return of the browser game in a meaningful way. Again, like I don't know how that would necessarily work because a lot of games benefit from more kind of like baked into the thing controls. But I'm capable of using touch controls in a browser on a phone already, so it can't be that hard to implement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I mentioned, Stadia. Yeah, we have Stadia. Yeah, and so. Yeah, that's that's that yeah. for me. That's just proof positive that that's, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's technically an app, but yeah, like it's. But I mean, yeah. like, uh, I'm just talking about the browser version of Stadia is the best version. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, I think this is, and I am curious as to if Apple's going to try any kind of try anything to prevent this from happening, like do some weird blocks in their browser where it's like, oh, well, this browser just won't run well, it. Well, I think we, once you get to that, then a so. problem happens. Like, cause that's... Oh, oh, no, that'll totally be Microsoft versus Apple, which would be an even funnier battle to watch kind of go on from the sidelines. Yeah. Well, I think when, like, once you have like a... I, I'm, not, I, I'm sure there's other ones that, that do this, but like once you have a browser that you can download alternatives to on a device, blocking stuff, that becomes a whole other conversation. Like, Safari's already kind of a... if it, It's on my iPad, so I use it, but, like, if I wasn't lazy, I'd have downloaded Firefox a while ago and just had that cross-linkage going on. But I'm lazy, so I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But if suddenly, like, Safari gave me a reason to stop using it, I'm going to stop using Safari. There's better browsers out there. Yep. Yeah. Kind of keeping with our update trend, to go back to that for a second, we have an update on the game Indivisible, which we thought had some real promise. It looked nice and all that stuff, but it has the bad luck of being made by Lab Zeros, which, while they are still technically around, have had that whole fallout situation, if you know anyone of note leaving, and then a bunch of people also that, like, less of note than the people that were probably pushing that project along. So, yeah, development on that game is a little bit canceled, delayed for the foreseeable future as they sort their shit out. I I, I don't know how they keep working on that game with who left that company. Yeah. So, I mean, enough people left the company to start a new company. So, yeah. And it's not small stuff where it's like a bunch of executive level people. It's like the person that, like, has done all the art that Lab Zero is now famous for is no longer with the company. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a whole thing unto itself. Yeah, yeah, and it's and this is well, oh, okay, it's not even. Yeah, that's interesting, but yeah, you have the five oh five games, which. Uh, I guess 505 worked on the... I don't know. What is what is 505 Games' link with Lab Zero? I don't know. Like, 
Like in part, it seems like they're working on the the cartridge version for the which would be for the Switch. Yo, know, I guess or the card, whatever you may call it. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's not clear what five hundred five games actually did with to me at least what they did with or how what part they had with it i mean oh yeah they're publishers yeah they're publishers so, they're publishers. so yeah they handle that yeah. end of it yeah it's so you look up 505 it's like terraria death stranding and control and i'm like no those were made by other companies yeah they're just, they're just a publisher just a publisher but so i guess it's i think it's a in a weird way it's similar to to something we had t- to another news thing that we had kind of been following for a while until it finally kind of came to a close where you had one studio suddenly saying, we're disbanding, and the publisher being like, what? You remember that? Yeah. I don't remember. I I, I don't remember the name nah, of the vault, but... It was like um, Fire, uh, it was like Black Fox or something. I think it was Fox something. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, where the studio, where the game studio closed down... But the publisher was taken completely by surprise, yeah. and they're like, uh... We had how plans we for you guys to support this game for a while, and you're not around anymore. Yeah, and that's... I think that's what we're kind of seeing, a similar thing here, where 5 of 5 Games is like, well, I guess we're not going to be really putting out updates for this game anymore that we published. Yep. That sucks. Yep. I think that's kind of done for our rolling updates, if you will, of stuff we talk about in the past. Um, uh, this will be a quick one. They're remastering Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Uh, in in my opinion, the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit games are the last of the good Need for Speed games. Like They're the most burnout of that franchise in some ways. So on one hand, mm-hmm. I'm excited. On the other hand, maybe stop making Need for Speed games at this point. Like That franchise has very much run itself into the ground at this point. Hmm. Yeah, it's... It's what that franchise was good at, which was fast, like, that was the kind of... That interest kind of the cops and robbers mode of that franchise. Like, if you were going to remaster a modern Need for Speed game, the same way you'd remaster Burnout Paradise, those are the ones you go with, absolutely. I think there's, like, two or three of them, too, and they're good. Yeah. They're high points of that franchise, to be sure. And while I may not buy them, it's neat to see they recognize at least the inherent importance of, like, that arcadey feel of those iterations and all that stuff. Jumping tracks completely, let's talk about Watch Dogs for a second. Uh, Nothing huge there. It's been delayed some, which I think we've talked about previously, surprising really no one, but in kind of the continuous Ubisoft-verse that we've Maybe not ever talked about, but I thought that was kind of a generally known thing in the community. They've announced that there's going to be some Assassin's Creed tie-in missions to Watch Dogs, which I believe Watch Dogs has already had the company Abstergo in it in the past. So, yeah, just kind of keep with that trend, at least that Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs are overlapping, at least partially, in their shared universes of some kind. Yeah, so, I mean, there's actually going to be a new Assassin. Made just that it's going to appear a modern a modern uh, a member of the assassins, so yeah, uh, named Darcy, member of the assassins order. So yeah, so I mean it's it's an official, very official tie-in. So it's it's going essentially straight up tie in the two uh, 
would be cool is if two. Valhalla ends with you making Darcy or Darcy like joining the ranks or something. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I think the I think the yeah, they they're just making the tie that much more direct like no, this is definitely the same universe that these things are happening in. And I I think that's cool and I and, I, and the, also the design for the assassin looks pretty cool. Like it looks like the art just the art render anyway. Looks looks pretty awesome honestly. So, yeah, and me fan of the franchise. And it's back to she has one blade. It looks like yeah. and and it's a very streamlined costume, not as like flowy. Well, not as just ornate. Like even with the Ezio's costume was so ornate. It's like Dude, you stick out in a crowd. You can't hide in a crowd. You should not be able to hide in a crowd when you are this. When you have this many little things all Man, over. Man, this your guy costume. has a suspicious number of belt buckles on. Wonder why that is. Yeah, yeah. like just ornate stuff. His entire costume is like, I. It seemed like you know the very first, the first Assassin's Creed. Your costume is very, very low key. And you do just blend into crowds because there's nothing particularly special about your about your robe other than like kind of the peak on the hood yeah, itself. Hood but other than that, that, it's just a hood. Oh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's the, just it's... very plain white. It's just kind of all, but not bright white. It's slightly even grayish, so it doesn't just shine in the sunlight. But yeah, I like this. The new, this new one. It looks. It reminds me more of that, where it's just like, it's you're supposed to be nondescript, not stick out in a crowd, other or you know, and it also makes it a lot easier to hide in shadows when you don't have belt buckles wrestling together, <laughs> or like you know, two giant pirate swords. <laughs> I've had numerous conversations this week where people had to have the qualifier of what's the best Assassin's Creed game? Black Flag. Okay, excluding Black Flag, what's the best Assassin's Creed game? Still Black Flag. Shut up, Charlie. No, it's Black Flag. We all know it's Black Flag, right? Yeah, but it's and I like and I love that game, but it's you're not an assassin. Oh, it's already way to the point God, like no. yeah, you're no it's, longer an assassin. You're you're a pirate. Yeah, and the argument With always you, is, using... like, that game's a pirate game. And I'm like, yes, but it's also still the best Assassin's Creed game. It's the worst Assassin game where it's like, yeah. we need to use stealth or cannons. Stealth cannons? Stealth cannons. Yeah. Yeah, it's... But I, I like I like the character. It looks like more of a return to, hey, this is actually an assassin. <laughs> yeah. No, I, increasingly I feel a little bit more okay with potentially buying Valhalla. I'm still like on the fence of where I fall on that one, especially because mm. everything Ubisoft's been through. But it's also like, no, lots of people that had nothing to do with that whole situation were probably victims of that whole situation. Worked hard on this game, and like, yeah, but also, eh. but there again, like, yeah. it, 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 I want to bring up the you oath. Know, they've fired. A lot yes. of higher ups, so they are. There's, there's, there's a actual attempt to clean house here that most companies 
almost all companies have not taken part yeah. in, have not been doing. Like, have you heard a single person fired from Riot? No, and that's a very good point. So, yeah. But yeah, it, you know, not to belabor that. No, and I just wanted to mention that. Let's just that's ask why the transition I'd be more willing even. to... Yeah. And so kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum, we have a report that came out of Kotaku on this one that, uh, surprise, surprise, um, Twitch continues to seem to be a real morally shitty place to work, potentially, especially if you have issues with sexual assault, harassment, and or racism. And and if you've worked for any company, it's like, you know that there's <clears throat> all sorts of stuff that covers it. It's like, like if this is properly reported, like it will get your company in big trouble because there's there's a couple of different or at least agencies. it should yeah and there's a couple of different agencies outside of the company that you can contact if things like this happen and if they haven't made it clear to you even if failing to tell you that you have these agencies to contact can also get a company in trouble it's not done nearly enough i think uh, because people are afraid of retaliation but yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, not, I'm, I miscredited. Back to, back to the... Sorry, this isn't a Kotaku thing. This point. is a GameIndustry.biz thing, and not not to say yeah. Kotaku can't do good reporting, but when GameIndustry.biz does something like this, it's very real. That's a site that I occasionally go to when I'm looking for some real corporate data, and holy fuck, if that's them getting involved in this one. So apparently they did an investigation with 68 employees spanning kind of various jobs at the platform, and... The response was, yikes. Yeah. Systemic sexism, racism, and abuse. Yep. And sweeping it under the rug. Which sounds like they're not really taking it very seriously. They say they always, you know, make a public statement, we take these allegations very seriously. And we're like, do you, though? Do you? Who've been? Have you fired anybody for this? Because I'd like to know: Have you fired people over this? That there again. That's why I think, at least for Ubisoft, it's like no. They seem to be at least yeah, trying to take it seriously. Yeah, public showing of it at a minimum. Like there's multiple higher ups. Like not just like oh, we're getting rid of this person because they were pro-. no. Like executives have been fired, and leads have been fired, and bosses have been fired. So, but I'm not hearing about that from these other companies. Not hearing about them firing, you know, so-and-so that was like a lead or manager here or an executive that was doing badly. And if I don't hear that, I don't think your company's taking it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I always feel bad in these situations where, like, we kind of have a no-duh stance on these things because... Well, I'm not sure anyone on this podcast that kind of is surprised anymore or would have been surprised when Twitch demonstrates that maybe Twitch has real cultural problems that it's in no rush to change because it's doing just fine as of right now in its perspective. Like I, I and we've seen it kind of representing kind of how they've chosen to go about either promotions or how they've handled kind of allegations around people. I 
not to kind of bridge up a whole thing without context, but like the, the, the fact that we still don't know what the fuck was up with Dr. Disrespect and he got like hard banned from a platform should tell you potentially a lot about a company. Like it's, they're willing to ban someone, but they're not also willing to make a public statement about why they did that. That seems to kind of speak to a culture of just being willing to hide everything that might cause problems as opposed to actually dealing with things. Yeah. Um, Though I do think in Dr. Disrespect's, uh, er, as far as concerning him, I mean, this is something that I saw brought up by a few people, is like, he's actually has an agent. Yeah. Like, a, and he's backed by, or not backed, but I mean, a part of a fairly powerful Hollywood agency. And they know what happened, they just aren't saying yeah. it. Like, I, I'm going to say that Twitch wouldn't, raise the wrath of this particular no agency. sure and that makes sense but also it, again like it's not under it's an but being my stance which is like when you have this big mystery get out there like twitch could get out there and say yeah something happened go take it up with they Dr. could get Sister ahead Station. of it yeah twitch could get ahead of it by stop being opaque about yeah. everything like that's that's been the transparency has been twitch's biggest issue yep. on just shadow bans and just things they do just don't don't tell anybody don't tell why they just do it and it's so unevenly enforced and obviously like obviously unevenly enforced about yeah. literally everything you don't shoot the golden goose is the phrase that's used yeah well yeah and when it comes to their own things it's like all right so you say that you know a yandere simulator is bad but it's like Call of Duty exists. Mortal Kombat exists. I mean, GTA Five exists. Speaking of so, Activision, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Twitch's problem all along has been this, like, no transparency. Just a very seems like a good old boys way they work the office, yeah. and so that's like apparently like the way that they've treated. Female streamers on the platform is just awful. Like, as far as internally, the way that they refer to them as boob streamers. Which is, you know, that's, that's, that actually falls under, like, hostile work environment. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, these are things that are blatantly illegal. Like, super, super fucking illegal. And, but HR, yeah. HR is and their Twitch's machinery obviously isn't taking this seriously. I do wonder if they're being investigated in the background by a couple of the agencies that investigate these if things. If they are, I suspect we'll find out in the near future. Yes, I know a little bit about this. Like I've taken multiple trainings at this point, like with companies. Every company I join, especially the schools that I join, is like I sit through hours of and watch and take tests on hours of stuff about like, you know, how to report it, like where to where to report it to, who you need to report it to. It's like if there's, you know, hostile work environment or yeah. sexual harassment. So yeah. I wonder if they're actually being investigated at this point. And I bet that they are. Yeah. Also apparently a lot of racism going on there. Surprising but no anyway. one. Wait. All right, jumping ships a little bit to something a little different. We got Activision Blizzard, and they have cut, they have not cut down, they have shut down 
their French office, which for some reason I already thought it happened, but apparently not. Um, this is not Blizzard, this is Activision Blizzard, the kind of big umbrella term, which we continue to wonder how long that will continue to exist for. But yeah, apparently there were plans to move that office, at least some part of it, to London, and between Brexit and COVID, that plan got scrapped, and now the entire thing's just shut down. It's not clear at this point in time how many people lost their jobs, hypothetically, but around 400 people were at one point employed there, give or take, so potentially that member, many potentially less. We don't know kind of how that office has been impacted by COVID and whatnot at this point, but yeah, it was primarily handling kind of localization and um, advertising to that part of the world, so it's not clear if any, if this impact will have on kind of development of any kind, but yeah, we're sorry those people lost their jobs. Yep. Just another case of, like, record profits. Yep. But still, fuck the employees. That's why it makes the list. Yep. Fuck you, Activism Blizzard. You are shitty. Yep. And keeping with that kind of vibe of things, uh, Genshin Impact, a gotcha game that's rapidly taking the world by storm. Uh, Both me and Henry are aware of it, which is saying something for a game of this type. Um, apparently, auto censors words like Taiwan and Hong Kong in the in-game chat. So that's a thing. Yep, which makes me want to just like actually uh, start the game, but like make my username Hong Kong, yep. free Hong Kong. Yep, <laughs> and free Tibet. <laughs> it's just but like a long username that is free Hong Kong and free Tibet. Yep. So that's just going to be my username. Fuck you. Yeah, if it, it, and before you get kind of up and mighty, but oh, it's maybe a glitch or something. Uh, MiHoYo is the, the, the development the developer behind the game is based out of China. Other words like Tibet also get uh, censored. So, yeah. Yep. Moving on from that, uh, less controversial news, I suppose. Um, we got an announcement of the Mortal Kombat Pack 2, bringing us Rain, Melina, and Rambo. That's so stupid. It is, and I love it. I, and it's just like, it just, for me, it, it further cheapens Rambo as just like, there's only one good Rambo movie, and that was First Blood. Sure. Because actually about a real issue. It's like, hey... A Vietnam veteran has severe PTSD, and I think some of the other, you know, later Rambo movies did finally, like, play on the fact that, hey, this is a severely damaged veteran. Yeah. But, yeah, we're gonna throw him into a game about murdering a severely PTSD uh, veteran with severe PTSD. We're gonna put them in a game about murdering. (sighs) Yeah. I think it's just, I think that's just... Yeah, for me, it's just like, all right, milk this character completely dry of, you know, every single buck, every single piece of money you can get out of them. But, yeah, I think it's just kind of dumb. Yeah. The other two, it's like, okay, that's fine. No, it's Melina has been suspiciously absent from this round of Mortal Kombat. I think she got canonically killed off in the last game, which was both an interesting moment to see, but also, like, as a Molina fan, like of the characters that used to be the same, the fact that she had the kind of horrific um, 
Jakarta demon fang face thing. That was an interesting thing for that character to have. And I don't know, yeah. of the three that kind of look more or less the same in the old school stuff, I liked Melita the most. Her moveset was good. Uh, happy to see her come back. This is definitely kind of one of the gnarlier versions of Melina I've seen in a long time, which I dig. Like, I love when they play up the kind of like, yeah, she's a fucking sexy monster, a sexy, sexy murder monster. I'm like, yes. That's the correct version of Melina. She's absolutely horrifying in the face and is also a psychopath. <laughs> the trailer seems to go with that. Yep. Uh, Rain has some cool kind of wrist lady stuff going on, which if you're a Rain fan, power to you. You've stuck with the weirdest of the ninja characters. <laughs> Who's apparently a prince at certain points in time. I don't know. Rain's hard to follow. Yeah. It looks cool in this one, though. I- yeah, I used to use him a bit in, in Mortal Kombat 3. I'm not saying he's bad. It was just always like, yeah, he's not. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. But he's just another colored ninja. Yeah. Another color of ninja. I'm sad there's no smoke he, in this announcement. Palette swap. The palette swap ninjas. Yeah. Smoke will always be my boy, and I'm sad he's not in this one yet. But I'm crossing my fingers now. Noob's an almost acceptable replacement for smoke, but he's no smoke. Boon Tobias. Yes. Uh, uh, Didn't realize that would hit you that hard. It's just so stupid. And they've made this character with an obvious, like, meme name into, like, an important character in the mythos. And it's just like, I will never forget that it's just... It's just the reverse of two of the main creator's names, yeah. and that's it. So dumb. It's their game. But they get to do I, dumb shit like that in my book, but... Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's not dumb. That's fair. Also, I guess finishing out our news on the biggest, dumbest, most controversial, we should take the streets and riot over how both dumb and also the fact it's changing... It's just bizarre thing in a long time in video games. Let's talk about the fact that they're changing the confirm and cancel buttons in Japan for the PlayStation. If you have yeah, it, yeah, if you, yeah, if you have no idea what we're talking about, so uh, go back and play one of the older Metal Gear Solid games where Circle is confirmed, which actually kind of makes sense when you think about it, and Cross, X, blue shape button, whatever the hell you want to call it, shape down, was canceled. That's how it was, in, I guess, initially in Japan, and U.S., we did X and Circle swapped, and they're changing this in Japan, and people should be pissed. Absolutely pissed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's because, I mean, there are kind of reasons. Yeah. Yeah, like X is usually said, you know, no or no good, where it's like a circle means yes. And that's very common, like signage in Japan. But I, I honestly, I don't know why it's different in for like outside of yeah. Japan. To be to be perfectly honest, like, why did they just arbitrarily say we'll just not do it that way outside of Japan? I, I actually... I don't understand that. Like, it's funny. I'm actually on the other side. It's like, I don't think it should have been ever different from the way they did in Japan in the first place. Yeah, it's It's, always been a mystery to me. 
Yeah. <clears throat> because honestly, that, that kind of makes sense to me that the circle is yes. Oh, yeah, no. When you think about it, like, X means no. You're kind of doing the, like, no, the, the cross. Like, it, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Like, you'd circle the one you want. But I guess, like, the logic being, like, X marks the spot. That's how people cross off stuff on forms. I I don't know. I oh uh funny funny interesting thing I'd like to add <clears throat> to the way the PlayStation controller works in general. I think I may have mentioned this before, but do you know what the, why there is a circle, an X, a triangle, and a square? I feel like we've talked about this before, and I do not remember. It's because count the number of lines in each shape. Oh yeah, it's got this. It's yeah, it's one, two, three, four. And that's the way it is when you're programming. It's those. That's the way those show up huh. when you're programming for the PlayStation. Is yeah, except it because programming usually works starting at zero yeah. instead of one. Binary. So yeah, or no, not binary. It's just yeah. we just start things at zero. Like arrays start at zero as an index. But in any case, so like the circle button is zero because it's kind of the first button. Second button is. Like, it will be button one, X is button one, triangle is button two, uh, square is button three when you're programming. So, yeah, but it, I think is for me, I think it was just neat that it's like kind of a universal symbolic without having to just put numbers on well, it. Well, there is some smart stuff in the PlayStation, like, hardware design stuff that we've talked about in the past in a couple instances that's just like, yeah, that's neat to know about. Doesn't in any way impact me, but still neat. Yeah, very clever stuff. But yeah, in this case, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're in the weird camp of maybe we should have just been doing it the way Japan did it all along. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think switching it in Japan is kind of the weird reverse. Well, probably Japan's the weird. only place that has that, so that, yeah. that maybe makes sense. But also, pitchforks, everyone, pitchforks. <laughs> To the streets. Boo, Sony. Yes. Boo. Sony bad. First they made an addictive video game console, now they're changing what yes and no mean. <laughs> the streets! But that more or less does it for our podcast this week. We have no emails, so you can send them in at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. A little bit of a shorter one this week. Uh, we're a- it's weird because it's October. Normal October is like the Rocktober of the video game world, where it's just like game, 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 game. But this year, not so much, obviously. Yeah, if we've, I'll say this also: if, if you think we've missed a news item that we maybe should have spoken about, please send yeah. us an email Check at wickedawesomecast at gmail dot com. Yeah, so yeah, let let us know if we've like missed a big story because like we. We miss stuff. I'm sure we've missed we are stuff every week. Human. Yep. Or if you think we should have spent more time in another story. But anything, yes. Uh, just send us your thoughts. Yeah. And thank you to everybody that you know continues to listen to us, yeah. despite. Oh, speaking. <laughs> despite everything. Uh, speaking of that, in theory, the transition has happened. We have changed our hosting homes. If you're hearing this, that means can, that means it went well and there were no problems. Uh, if not, sorry, I hopefully have fixed it by now, but kind of testing without new episodes going up is 
a little bit hard, and rather than polluting the feed with, like, Charlie's junk test episode, hi, don't listen to this, please, for the love of God, don't listen to this, uh, we're doing it this way, so, yeah, sorry if this caused any problems, I'm hoping it's fixed by now if it didn't work, I'm 90% sure at this exact second we're recording it that it did work, but I've thought that before and things have gone completely pear-shaped on me in the past, so, yeah... We should still be on, like, most of the platforms that we've I know Spotify works. I am 100% yeah. sure Amazon, if you listen to us through that one, works because I had to go through a crazy transition process for both of those. Um, Apple Podcasts? That's the one that I'm not 100% sure on, that you have to okay. have, like, a new episode to test it because it pulls directly from your feed. Like, mm, the other two, yeah. because they're streaming services... If it works, it works, and if it doesn't, there's nothing to play. And in the case of Amazon, I had a the only good customer service experience I've had with Amazon ever with whoever works at their podcast department. I'm like, hi, how do I change? Like, send us your podcast, and we'll do it for you. And I'm like, awesome, thank you. And they're like, nifty keen. And I'm like, this is the nicest experience I've ever had dealing with Amazon customer support. Thank you. You've been super helpful. Yep. I'm not angry. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it it should be working most places again. Like I'm I'm pretty confident I got it all the work. It's just the testing part of it gets weird and there's no reason the Apple one shouldn't be working and the Apple one feeds the majority of their directories out there. So if that one's working, we're good, but I never Apple is so... we have other we have another podcast right now that's kind of caught up in Apple going, well, the RSS feed thing that you made this on initially was weird, so I'm not going to let you update that, and it's me going, yes, I'm trying to update it because the old RSS feed was weird. Please let me fix this, and it goes, no. So, yeah, in theory, everything's pointed the right way, and if you're getting this late, apologies, hopefully it's all sorted out. Uh, It will be normal moving forward on that, and I don't see us changing hosts anytime in the near future. I am a big fan of who we're going to now for a whole myriad of reasons that, yeah, no. It's been your behind-the-scenes look, I guess. We're not going to exclude any platforms. We're not off of Apple. We're not only on Amazon or something. We're not doing that. You can listen to us wherever the hell you want. We're still there for you, wherever your podcasts are. Um, on the flip side, if there's a podcast service that we're not on, I'm pretty sure we're on like all of them now, courtesy of some stuff I've done in the background. But if there's like a site you think we should be on, let me know. I'll get us on there. doesn't take much effort at this point. So, uh, yeah. Anything you want to talk about before we close it out, Henry? I am Kraken Zero. That is Z E R Zero on all on Facebook and Instagram. So if I'm up to anything, it'll be on there. If not, you'll probably only hear about me talking about the podcast on there. That's so fair. yeah, that's it. I'm Mordak M O R D four K on almost everything worth following me on. Um, yeah, uh, streams are only going to be Saturdays for the foreseeable future. I got some other stuff going on that's taking away the Thursday streams. I don't think we're going to go full-blown Destiny streams until the new season of Destiny comes back, so more Elite Dangerous and other stuff. Um, maybe I'll do a flight simulator this upcoming Saturday, because I now have that downloaded onto my computer. It's 120 fucking gigs for that game. That is too many gigs for a flight simulator game. Or not enough. I don't know which, but 120 feels wrong. It's like two <laughs> Call of Duties, apparently. <laughs> not including patches, because I guess like that game has had some like 40 gig patches, which is also too much for a patch. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Um, I think that's it for this week. You want to close it out? Cue the metal. Yeah.